The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Inside Out with your host, Beth Green. This is James Maynard, your co-host. Today's topic, Do You See Signs of Greater Consciousness? Let us know. Hey listeners, we invite you now to call in about experiences you've had or news articles you've read that suggest that humanity may be becoming more conscious. And by that we mean more aware of our motives and our impact on others. We've been watching some interesting happenings and we want to celebrate them. Yet we also want to be realistic. So give us some juice here. If you or those around you are getting more courageous, more self-aware, more honest, or more willing to be held accountable, let us know. This could mean being more conscious about the environment, health, or tendency toward violence, greed, or fear. More conscious about how to love, parent, or relate. We could be becoming less reactive. Any signs of consciousness, call into the show and tell us about it. We'll share what we see, too. And after the show, check out the Inside Out Forum, where you can see the link on the right on the host page. Sometimes the fight feels hopeless, but if there's something to celebrate, let's do it. And now, here's Beth from the Inside Out. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Inside Out today. Oh my God, when I wrote that show description, I must have been drunk, (laughs) (laughs) which is really difficult because I don't drink. I mean, I drink water, but that's about it. No coffee, (laughs) no tea, no alcohol, nothing. Uh, But, uh, you know, I'm sort of half kidding. But, you know, I was reading, I happened to be reading the news at that point, and there were a bunch of really cool things that... I read. Well, okay, how cool is this? I'm not so sure how cool it is, but some somebody, now you those of you who don't know me well don't realize that I really have no memory or a very little memory. I've always been like this. This is not a sign of old age. This is just a Beth. This is the way Beth is. So in some state or other, other than Mississippi, because we'd already talked about that, they were already doing this in Mississippi, they were going to have uh, they were going to make the Bible the official state book. Well, they were going to do this in some other state. And I think it was the attorney general of the state said, uh, excuse me, uh, I, I think this is, uh, this is against the Constitution. So I took that as a sign of consciousness. I mean, you see what I mean? I mean, I'm grasping at straws that somebody <laughs> actually realizes that it's against the Constitution for us to mix church and state. But what really made me happy was that it had been done and it had been said. And it was also being said by religious people, don't do this. Don't mess with our religion. See, it's not good for anybody. So I thought that was wonderful. And there were all kinds of people who were getting more and more conscious about climate change. As astounding as it is, we're still having to fight this ridiculous argument about whether or not there's climate change. And if there is, do human beings have anything to do with it? So I was reading also in the news that some, un, I mean, there was some conservative organization, which whose name I, of course, I cannot remember, um, <laughs> that they had turned around their stance. And they said, well, actually, 
there is global warming. There, there is climate change. And they actually admitted that human beings had a part in climate change. But they said, just in case we should get too celebratory, uh, we still need to consider the economic repercussions of what we're doing. But actually, of course, that's very sensible. We really do need to look at what we're doing and find a way to do it responsibly. But we've got to do it, and we've really got to do it now. Um, I've been, I was reading that uh, some... Uh, uh, by the way, when conservative think tanks and people who hold money in their hands begin to change their tune, you will see that the politicians will change too. So that's a very good sign. And I was reading that in Germany, was it 70? They're aiming for 75% of all their power to come from renewable resources like sun and wind. So, you know, that was another good sign. There were a lot of good signs. If I had any sense, I would have written them down on a piece of paper uh, so that I could remember to bring them to you. But I want you to do it too. Now, in addition to that, closer to home, I am seeing amazing growth in consciousness in our community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, in our little family. Mojo, our dog, has started to become much more conscious, wouldn't you say, James? He's improving, yes. <laughs> I'm kidding. The humans, the humans are actually becoming more conscious. And another thing, all right, I think I can throw this into. You know, we have been going through one of those escrows from hell about a piece of property that we're purchasing for some unknown reason that we feel guided to do. And we're seeing some of the purpose of it, which is we had a group here doing um an intuitive counseling training intensive this past weekend. And we brought people to the land. And oh my God, they were so impacted. You could just feel the higher energies. Um, people really felt transported and changed. And we, we, we used some other locations as well um, to really anchor this, uh, this wonderful energy that we have to work with. Some of you guys don't believe in it, but Anybody who's tuned in really knows that it's true. And people changed rather dramatically, I would say. So I personally am seeing a lot of shifts, and I hope that I'm becoming more conscious too. Um, but we're also seeing it in the wider world. Um, for instance, I saw some kids who are starting these organizations, PACs for teenagers, uh, you know, to support uh, their own political beliefs. Now, unfortunately, most of them were beliefs that I don't believe in, but it's good to see kids thinking about their accountability to the whole. And I hope that at some point they start rethinking some of the things that they're supporting. Of course, it is interesting that they're still utilizing the old methods like the political action committees <clears throat> It's it's a, it's it's not a real new paradigm of how to do politics, but they wanted to get involved, and I applaud that. You know, I I think it's great for people to get involved. It's great for people to speak up, and I'm seeing more and more people willing to bring common sense and spirituality together. So, that's my wrap, and I'm thinking that there are changes, and there's some really important reason why, uh, why I think this is important at this time. But before I drone on about that, I'm going to invite James 
to say mm-hmm. what he says. And also, let's invite our listeners <coughs> to call in and to talk about what you may be seeing. So, James, you tell the phone number. Talk a little yeah. bit about what you're seeing. Sure. And then I'm going to hit him up about the inner revolution. Oh, yeah, go. There you go. Yeah. Okay, uh, please call us with your question or comment at one 472 5795 That's one 472 5795 Yes, I just, wanted, I just to, wanted to, yeah. Yeah, go I ahead. just wanted to say we want you to call in and tell us some things that you're seeing, <clears throat> that you're mm-hmm. seeing about yourself or others. Okay. Well, one of the things I see about more consciousness in the world is uh, in the realm of uh, police violence toward uh, people oh, of yes. color. Yes. And it's been it's been incredible how uh, mayors and uh, district attorneys even have are coming forward and saying, "Hey, we this really is a reality. We got to do something about it." That was and, one of them that I forgot. I'm so glad that you have it on your mental list, James. I'll go go ahead and add to that. Very important. No, no, I'm not adding anything okay. to that. Okay. I'm just okay. saying, yes, 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 that was on my list and I forgot, so I'm glad you said that. Yeah, so community after community is starting to say, hey, let's take this seriously. And from the top, from the presidency on down, there's the message, let's have a community awareness about this stuff. Let's have some citizens groups involved in uh, uh, what police practices you know, and, and outreach to the community. And, 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 and why, not have, why not have more minorities on police forces that are all white uh, where there's shootings of black people, you know? Th- that is right. And, um, you know, there's, uh, there's also more support for the police instead of just saying you should not be racist. You know, there's more support for people to learn how to change their attitudes and to examine them. So, I mean, there are so many things going on. We already have a caller I'm going to let the caller speak before I go on with the inner revolution. We have Elizabeth from San Diego. Hi, Beth and James. Hello. Um, So I was one of those people at the retreat this weekend, and I had an experience on the first plane coming home from uh, this gathering where um, this, you know, you sit down and there's some small talk that started and this guy asked me, well, what was I doing there? And so I was telling her that I was learning intuitive counseling. And she was like, oh, what is that? And just feeling very relaxed and at ease as I was answering her questions. And I felt I was able to utilize the things that I learned from the weekend as being guided by a higher consciousness and not worrying about how she was going to take an answer. And me not worrying about what decision she was going to make. Oh, that's that's wonderful. And this is definitely a shift for you. It is, for those that know me. (laughs) You know, I got to tell you, guys, you're going to think I'm bragging. I'm not bragging. Uh, You know, this was an amazing intensive. People made changes that I've seen people struggling with for years and actually getting through to the other side. Isn't that fantastic? It is. And you're, you're not just boasting. You're just stating a fact. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. and it's important to state these facts because we need hope. It's not enough for us to say how foolish we are, how delusional we are, all of which are true, uh, how neurotic we are. But 
it's important for us to recognize that we can change and there are ways of changing, that lots of ways of changing and some are more effective than others. And mm-hmm. this was great. I think yeah. there's one other thing that you have to share. Well, uh, what I was going to share is that, you know, this gal said, you know, I've been feeling like I need to go back into counseling. You know, I've been dealing with this stuff for a long time and just completely ignoring it. Mm. And, uh, you know, just an openness in her in regards to the questions that she was asking about how is intuitive counseling different than regular counseling and how can that Mm -hmm. make a difference in my life and the fear that she had about going into her own self to learn about herself. Yeah. And helping her to relax around, you know, what it's not going to, it's not like this is going to cause more pain. It's just, you're just feeling what's there so it can come out. Mm. You can get beyond it. Mm. That's wonderful. I'm so glad to hear that. And so not only were you able to reach out more and be different, but also you were noticing in her as someone who, like we were talking about last week, improving our lives by improving ourselves. She was noticing that there are things about herself that she needs to address. And that, of course, is the essence of the inner revolution. So Mm -hmm. thank you, Elizabeth. I really appreciate your call. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Thanks for the show. Thank you. So, yeah, I want to talk a little bit more about the inner revolution. You're going to be hearing about it as a probably ad nauseum for the rest of my life. But, um, you know, there is a lot of components to it, and I'm just going to ad lib right here. I haven't got a script. Uh, But, you know, the first thing is that we look inside instead of outside. And I'm going to be talking about the inner versus the outer revolution next week. We're going to have a whole show about that. But the part that I want to talk about today is that um, that shift of consciousness, when we see it, we need to support it and we need to see it in others in order to feel like we can change ourselves. There is no revolution of one. I don't care how enlightened you think you are. First of all, you are part of a collective consciousness of the mass of humanity. You're also part of collective consciousness that goes beyond humanity. We're all in this pickle together. Uh, We are so sensitive to one another's feelings. It's hard for any of us to keep any kind of equanimity when everybody else is nuts. And um, so we really are in this together. And so... Yes, we're going to have to confront ourselves mightily, which is, the, you know, one of the major points. And the other thing that we're going to be having to do is turn everything upside down and inside out, which is, of course, the theme of our show, Inside Out. But to feel and see the changes in the people around us, some of them fundamental, will give us the courage to keep going and try to work together and gather force. And we have a couple of, yeah, we have another caller, Chris from Vista. Welcome, Chris. Hi. Thanks Hi. for having me on the show. Hi. Well, we're delighted. Yeah. So um, here's, here's what I think is a shift for me in terms of the inner revolution. Yes. Um, I, no- I notice that I'm still reactive. You know, why am I why? But that I'm able to more quickly differentiate from my reactivity and get back to um, connecting to being grounded. And I've been using what I've gotten from my last couple of 15-minute sessions with Beth. Yeah. 
I've been I've been keeping that in my brain so that when I find myself being in this like you know reactive state, I can go back to what I got and use that as a grounding point. That's wonderful. You know, we we need to be self-aware. We need modalities that help us to change. And we need ways of, um, like tools that we can use, things we can go back to, practices, processes, because we, we need repetition. I don't know about you, but most, most everybody that I know uh, can't just heal on the, you know, let's go, oh, I'm going to wave my arms over you and you're going to instantly become a different person. I had a client once who was, uh, you know, a kind of a disturbed uh, woman and she struggled with a lot. She had a lot to deal with. And she went to a great spiritual guru. And when she was in his presence, she felt fine. But the minute she walked out the door, she was back to where she was. So uh, sometimes, sometimes even things that make us feel highly calm, elevated, and wonderful, they don't last. And she felt like the only way that she could stay sane would be to move into his community. And that was not really right for her. So, you know, she struggled with that. So what I'm saying is that creating and co-creating the community, the support, uh, but also having the tools as well as the deep healing so that we can keep reinforcing what we're getting over and over. is It's really important. So congratulations, yeah. Chris. I'm, I'm yeah, thrilled I, to hear that. I, I feel like you... Yes. It feels like you have something else you want to share. Well, I keep noticing that one area where I, where I um, feel like I regress is this, this idea that there's another place where I should be working instead of where I work now. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to, trying to be open to whether or not this is energy that's coming to me and it's information like I'm supposed to be different in my current job. Or if I'm just supposed to say, you know, here, this is where I am for today and be open to where the future might take me and don't worry so much about this inner tug of, tug of war. Okay. You want to ask me? Yeah. Should I worry about this inner tug of war or just, just see it as a directional signal that of something that might happen in the future and just let it go for now? Don't worry. What? Don't worry. That's an old Jewish woman just said to you, don't worry, don't worry. That's an old pattern, worrying. You know, look, Chris, when it's time for you to make a change, it will clobber you on the head. I I, I think for most of us, and this is so perfect, actually, that you said this. We're going to be going to break soon, but I really want to complete uh, this conversation. For so many of us, when we start to feel uncomfortable, the first thought is run. (laughs) And yes, I want to run too many times. And sometimes run is a good idea. You know, somebody is standing there with a shotgun and you have a way out. I would suggest that you run. However, you know, if you, if somebody's standing there with a shotgun and you're not that fast and there isn't a way out, if you turn your back, you get shot in the back. So Run is, uh, is occasionally a good idea, but you have to be divinely guided about that. 
Usually what it is, is that we're going through some inner transformation that is not complete and where we still feel really uncomfortable. We're smart enough. See, this is part of what happens when we start becoming more conscious. We're smart enough to notice that there's something wrong, as opposed to those of us who are in a completely dulled state that we've uh, inured ourselves to the realities of what we're feeling like, oh, well, I'm beaten every day. So, oh, well, you know, there's nothing unusual about that. This is fine. I don't mind. Uh, And that can be on an emotional level or a physical level. You know, I'm so used to being in jail. I don't know how to walk out the door and I don't even notice there's anything wrong. So when we get some kind of consciousness, we say, oh, ouch, this hurts. I got to go. Something is wrong. We got to fix this. So that is a level of consciousness above the, oh, there's nothing wrong. But then what happens when we haven't completely transformed ourselves from the inside is that we know something is wrong, but we can't feel differently yet. So sometimes that feeling is telling us that it is time to go, but sometimes that's just telling us there's more about ourselves that we have to confront before we can feel the peace out of which we will get the message that it's time to go. So I hope that helped. Thank you for calling. And now we are going to commercial break. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, bethgreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is Beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Welcome back to Inside Out. We are talking about whether or not there are signs that humanity is becoming more conscious, and we're looking at some things within ourselves. We're looking at some of the people we know. We're looking at our society. Before we go on to our next caller, I want to follow up a little bit on what we were just talking uh, about uh, with Chris, uh, who called in from Vista, which is uh, what happens when we start gaining consciousness. It doesn't always immediately look like bliss. (laughs) It may immediately feel like hell 
because we're noticing, we're feeling. It's like, um, you know, if you've ever had surgery and you're completely out and you just feel like, oh, this is great, no problem. And then you start coming out of the anesthesia and then you suddenly discover you're hurting all over or wherever the surgery was. Well, that's what it's like when you start awakening into consciousness. You begin to notice the pain that you're already in, but that you've been too numb to recognize, either because you've been using some kind of substances or because of just emotional stuff, you've just closed yourself down. And so it's very natural to start feeling more uncomfortable. Now, one of the things that we start feeling uncomfortable about, because I was talking earlier about, oh, you get feel uncomfortable because you notice you're being beaten every day and you think, well, maybe that, that isn't a good thing. But many times what that discomfort represents is we begin to see our own behavior and we get very uncomfortable with it. And man, this is such a crucial moment, people, because let's say you're just beginning to realize that you are totally self-centered and think of no one but yourself. Well, wh what do you think you're going to feel? Like shame, embarrassment. Now, we're not suggesting you stay with shame and embarrassment. On the contrary, you know, staying with that is just going to hold you back because then you feel some something else to feel bad about. But it is perfectly normal that you're going to feel uncomfortable. And then the next thing, and not only shame and embarrassment, is like, oh, will I ever change? Will I be able to change? I've, Or, gee, I've tried 1,500 things and none of them have worked. And is the next thing going to work? And why should I think that 15 minutes with Beth will work? Or this other thing will work? Or, you know, whatever. And so all that anxiety comes up when we start recognizing our own behavior. And then there's this feeling, which is related to shame and embarrassment, which is we start cringing about the past. It's like, oh, God, I've been doing this for 42 and a half years or 79 years or 36 hours or whatever it is. And, oh, my God, look at the mess I've made and look at the consequences and look at the people that I've hurt. And, you know, it's painful to look at the mess we've made and the people that we've heard. So th that's another example where we want to run, 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 run. That's the first, for so many people, the first response to gaining consciousness is, let me out of here. I can't stand it. I can't stand the pain. I can't stand the shame. I'm scared to death that I can't change. And this is the time, guys, you know, be in a community like, like the stream. We have so much support here, so much free support where you can have people who will help you just walk through those days and say, they'll say, I am that, I am like you, I, I've had that, or I've gone through the same thing. Or you go to a 12-step meeting or you find some other community of people who are willing to be excruciatingly honest about themselves. Don't go somewhere where people act like they have it together. You know, these very often these super spiritually, uh, you know, enlightened people are, are not, but they are just pretending and they're trying to make it look like they've got it all together and they're in bliss. And they're not the best people to go to when you're going through an experience like that because they can't say, I am that, I'm working on that, this is how I've dealt with that. They say, oh, you, all you have to do is X, it's very simple. You know. So it's go where you know you're going to get supported in going towards more consciousness. It seems counterintuitive. You're already in pain about what a jerk you've been, let's say, or how out of control your behavior is, or how angry you really are, or how much of a wuss you are, and how you don't stand up for things. 
just in those moments, you really need the support to go forward and find out more, find out why. Help yourself by getting to the root of your behaviors. Be in, in connection with and in community with those people who can help support you to change. Change isn't easy, but running away will never work. So now we have Irene from Fallbrook. Um, Welcome. Yes. I, but what I have been noticing is uh, so much more willingness to look at both sides of an issue in, uh, in so many different ways. For example, in the schools, I've seen the whole movement toward dealing with bullying has moved from not having the programs to help the children stop bullying have really supported the teachers and principals to look at how they are bullies and how, you know, the principals and the administration really bullies teachers and teachers bully their students. And so they're looking at the whole systems rather eventually, you know, it's been years that we've been yeah. doing this. Yeah. But, uh, so that was one, and the similar thing in the um, black communities, you know, there's been so much recognition recently of the um, the white police uh, communities that are oppressing black communities yeah, that they are supposed to serve. And at, in the throes of that, there was also a black leader who was talking about, and we need to look at ourselves, too, because mm-hmm. we're part of the problem. Mm-hmm. And so what I've been seeing, not only personally myself, I'm part of the spiritual community that um, Elizabeth and Chris are in, and you are the leader of. And I can see in myself much more willingness to the inner revolution, much more willingness to stop the blaming and pointing fingers and being angry about other things and look at what I'm doing. And, and there's a, you know, there's a uh, community of people doing this, not Mm -hmm. only our community, which intensely does it and trains us to do it, but in the larger community, there's a shift that seems to be happening. Yes. Yes. Yes, I think that's so critically important. You know, we're, we're so quick to blame external circumstances, and we're so slow to see what we're doing. And I, I'm sure that it's, it's just because we don't want to feel bad about ourselves. Uh, because we've been accustomed to being punished for being bad or being wrong. We're afraid to look weak because that will uh, make us more vulnerable to others. There are so many reasons that we're afraid to look inside, but there are no answers. There will be no answers if we don't look within. And I'd really love to pick up. By the way, we have uh, time for more callers. So if you're sitting there wondering if you should call, pick up the phone because, uh, you know, we've we've got room for you, and we'd love to have you call in. Um, but I, I'd like to talk a little bit about the bullying. I mean, uh, we have to be willing to look at everything and question everything. Um, we have 
Oh, I see we're going to be, we have a commercial break coming up right now because I'd like to come back to that. So, James, why don't you quickly share our phone number and then I'm going to come back. And Irene, I want to thank you for your call. I'd like to pick up on this issue of bullying and invite more callers and let's get with it. So, James, what is that number again? Okay, yes, uh, 1-866-472-5795. <clears throat> That's uh, 1-866-472-5795. Okay, thank you so much, and we'll go to break now. Okay. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, BethGreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training, and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is Beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Welcome back to Inside Out. Well, talking about being unconscious, I just took us into commercial break too soon. (laughs) But that means we're going to have a nice, wonderful, leisurely home stretch. And I'm delighted. Uh, We already have another caller that I'm going to call on now. And I want to come back to the issue of bullying afterwards, or we'll see how it works with the other callers. Todd from Bonzel. Hey, Hi, Todd. Beth. Hey, yes. So I wanted to share something that really uh, touched me the other day. I was waiting for I was uh, my son. I took my son to the baseball game, and I had seen an email earlier in the day from Lawrence Lessig. He was inviting people to uh, support, um, even though she has said she's not running for president. Um, Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. And um, so it made me, you know, want to learn more about him and, you know, why is he saying this and so forth. And uh, I, I'll try and just share um, what he's saying in a nutshell is that, uh, that our, the way our politics work, um, that uh, the, the constant needing to raise money to run for office has yes. our government leaders go into office wanting to make change, but they have to rely on the very source of funding from lobbyists to be able to compete in these elections. So the whole system, he says, is, is you know, is bankrupt. It, it doesn't work, and it needs yes. to change. 
that's not, I mean, that is awesome in itself, but um, what he said is he said it's not them. You know, he said it's us. We have allowed this to happen. We have been asleep and not really paying attention to how our, our campaigns are funded. Yay, and, um, get this man on Inside Out. Yes, I know. I had Let's that invite him on to Inside Out, whoever okay. he is. Yeah. That's great. Yes. So I wanted to share that with you because that really touched it. You know, it touched me and inspired me. And it was like, yes, there are people out there that are <laughs> fighting for, you know, a different way, but not making the, you know, the problem, the other people wrong and not making them the problem, but seeing that it's all of us. We have to, we have to work at this together to change this. Absolutely. I mean, we are the problem and we are the solution. And the good news is if we are the problem, that means we can actually do something about it. You know, if we are not the problem, then what can we do? Uh, right. the, uh, you know, the example that comes to mind is if you are living in a society uh, where there is slavery and people are in chains and they can't leave and they can't do anything, uh, they're not exactly the problem. I mean, it may, they be, may become the problem. They may internalize it. They may become completely passive. And then they, they carry that out so that when the chains are removed, they're still sitting there like they're still unchained. That is us, humanity to a T. But in that moment, you can't say, okay, that the slaves are the problem. But it is, so I want to make that distinction. There are things that need to be changed on the outside. But so much of what needs to be changed on the outside is a co-creation of the human consciousness that allows that to happen. You know, it's everybody allows slavery, whether you were a slave owner or not. And it was really people who was outside the slave system who um, had a huge role in changing that, in changing uh, slavery, and as well as the rebellion and the anger of, of the people who were breaking free despite the change that they had been in. So there is a kind of an interrelationship between the external and the internal, and I think that the example that you're giving is a very good one. You know, there is inordinate power in the hands of some people, and they will wield it, and that means that we just have to be more determined. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to see what our strengths are, and we have to see how we have co-created that, and this goes back to what Irene brought up, and I want to talk about that, about the bullying thing, because so many people uh, grow up in families where they feel dominated by a parent, and then they think that the only solution is to become a dominating person themselves. And yeah. so th that person who was the slave, let's say, becomes the slave master because it seems like the only option. And so if the thing perpetuates itself... And we have to step out of the paradigm altogether. So, and the paradigm is held by the collective. The paradigms, generally speaking, are not held by individuals. They're held by the collective. We have to get the collective looking at it. We have to get the collective to be more conscious. We have to also bring hope. So, you know, I'm with you, Todd. I think that's great. That's just one more example of how people are really... Uh, beginning to talk about these things rather than just blaming the bad guys who were the rich guys. Right. So that's wonderful. Is there anything else you'd like to share? No, I mean, I, I do want to approach him about the inner revolution because I think, you know, he's, he talked about root strikers. He, it's, a, it's a quote from Thoreau. 
about striking at the root of the problem, but mm. I think the problem goes deeper than what he's saying. I mean, yes. So, um, yes. So we'll talk more about that later. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I yeah. love that support. Todd is a supporter, and thank you so much for calling, Todd. You're so, welcome. You know, I, I, I am feeling hope. I don't know about you guys. Sometimes when I read the news, I get so depressed that I don't even want to know what's going on. But we are often overlooking the little things that are happening all around us that are changing because we have gotten into the habit of being negative about society. And that just justifies our doing nothing. You know, if you have the paradigm that you can't fight City Hall, you don't fight City Hall because you assume from the gate that you can't fight it. But if you start out with the idea that you can fight City Hall, but you have to think differently, be different, then there is an opening for us to actually start to become conscious. You know, depression and resignation, they shut down the juice of the brain. You know, we're not thinking. We need to think outside the box, and we need to think. And we have Anne from Fallbrook calling. Welcome, Anne. Thank you. Um, well, yeah, I've been listening and um, thinking about the, the topic, and especially about bullying, because um, I'm a teacher. But but I do I do feel a lot of hope. And I one thing that is changing in me is that I am not focusing so much on negative things, and so you know I am feeling more encouraged and hopeful and especially in my field, I really do see a focus. I know maybe not everywhere, but I know where I am. There's, there's a lot more accountability in general, which I, I feel is definitely a sign of consciousness. Amazing, um, isn't that? Isn't that amazing? I don't is, remember you know, a, a, you know, everybody being accountable when I was growing <laughs> up. <laughs> right, right. And I know, you know, people can take different directions with it, but, you know, in general, I feel it's a positive direction because, you know, it really forces us um, to to base our our thoughts and our discussions in reality because, we, you know, we have to show evidence for, you know, things that we're proposing. My, in our department meetings previously, we would just kind of throw out ideas. People would share random things they had done that they thought were successful and things like that. <clears throat> but now, you know, we really need to, we, we really... Um, have gone to trainings and things to really support us to be be focused on evidence to support, you know, really knowing whether what we're doing is, is effective. And even when we're observed now, they used to observe may, maybe seeing whether we were kind of delivering what strategies we were using, but now they're watching evidence. They're, they're looking to see if the evidence of learning, you know, mm. of actual learning in the kids. So, you know, it's thrown us as teachers sometimes into a lot of fear and things like that. But when we focus on the fact that we can grow and we can learn just like any human can, I feel it really does just does uh, put us on the right track. But, you know, that yeah. is marvelous what you're, uh, what you're sharing. Just marvelous. Because, see, it's so many people have already been engaged in pieces that come mm-hmm. together and make a revolution. So, for example, mm-hmm. uh, you're talking about people who've been developing trainings. They may mm-hmm. not have said, gee, I, I, I think I should support an inner revolution, but they've seen mm-hmm. a problem and they mm-hmm. are looking for a solution. 
And so they're beginning to observe things. And what you said is so critically important. We need to offer people alternatives. We, people mm-hmm. need to know that there is something they can do. If you just go in and say, well, you know, you're, you're a lousy teacher and you don't communicate mm-hmm. well with your students or whatever mm-hmm. it is that somebody might say or you're not prepared or whatever. You know, you're mm-hmm. left just with shame and despair. But when they mm-hmm. say, oh, you know, we see that you could use some support around this. We see you can. And here it is. And here is the support. Mm-hmm. And as we've been experimenting and looking within, I, you know, I'm glad you said this about the school system because I don't know that it's true because, you know, I was young when I was in school. <laughs> but it seems to me that people are paying more attention to teaching, to teaching mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. than just information from, the, you know, the Stone Age when I was in school. And it was everything then was about, uh, you know, taking a test to see if you had the facts. Mm-hmm. Memorizing. Mm-hmm. Memorizing. Memorizing. Mm-hmm. I don't <laughs> recall that there was that much emphasis. Now, I'm sure there were always enlightened people who did this, but that there was that much emphasis on how do children learn? You know, we've mm-hmm. got these great new tools as we keep developing new scientific understandings, new sociological understandings. Standings. Mm-hmm. It's it's like comes together. It begins to make a difference when we begin to take all that information, open our hearts, go mm-hmm. into the inquiry, stop hiding out, start mm-hmm. trusting that there are people out there who actually want us to improve. Now, what would be the point of going into this classrooms and seeing that all the teachers are lousy? What would we do? Fire all the teachers and replace <coughs> them with whom? You know what I mean? Yet there has been so much association between authority figures and fear. Back to the bullying conversation. You know, the parent would be angry uh, at the kids and beat them up. I mean, that's that was a lot Mm -hmm. of it. Or yell, or they would try uh, to talk to the kids didn't know how to do it, didn't know what to say, were kind of, you know, messed up themselves and didn't get very far in conversation. So it's, so we've had these experiences that authority figures are very punitive or neglectful or whatever that. So naturally, you know, the, the, I remember when I was a kid, when somebody was called into the principal's office, it was like, uh oh, nobody ever thought they were being called into the principal's office to be given some help. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even, you know, or yeah. wait, till your, wait till your father gets home. So the willingness to be conscious and the shift in the paradigm of teaching to teaching from punishing is absolutely mm-hmm. crucial. We can see in our society as a whole that there is still a lot of emphasis on punishment. Now, I am not talking about not holding people accountable. Children need to be accountable for what they do. And that's Mm -hmm. a teaching process. And they need to have consequences. And that isn't punishment. That's part of teaching. But this Mm -hmm. kind of angry punishment that we used to see, that where it was just fine for you to beat up kids, And I'm saying beat up kids on a physical plane, but it wasn't just that. That's gone as Mm -hmm. a paradigm, although some people still have it. And then there was, you know, the permissiveness. And that went nowhere fast. 
or slowly. <laughs> so we're teaching about accountability, but we also have to feel, even as the, quote, adults and as authority figures, that we have some other way, that we have something to offer, that we, we can help these kids or we can help one another. We, we have to actually believe that we have tools. And I think there are many tools that are being developed by so many people. Again, it's to bring together the awareness of what we're doing, to coalesce in a movement of consciousness where we all realize that we need accountability, but we need to support one another. And it starts with a punitive God, which so many of us had. So I want to thank you so much for your call. Uh, and I have to go because we have a couple more callers. But thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. And now we have Helen. From, Hi. From, where are you now, Helen? Bonzel. Fallbrook. Okay. Um, I'm calling after Anne because as a counselor myself for 30 years, the issue of people's fear of consciousness comes up so much. You were mentioning it as the fear of authority. Yeah. But I think it's, you know, the, the fear of consciousness ultimately. It's the fear of being called to awareness about what we're doing and what we're doing wrong. Yes. And the way that it's been done forever has been, as you were saying, kind of punitive rather it's than supportive. Shaming. And so even in a therapy session, people are afraid. They're afraid of facing themselves. Yes. And they often quit when they come up to things that are hard. That's right. That's right. And do you have some thoughts about how to overcome that, Helen? Well, you mentioned it already in the beginning that a tremendous amount of support is required to be able to do that very thing. And that's the only thing that I know of that can soften... Uh, I don't even know if soften is not really the right word, but that can help us to feel the unbelievable amount of love that we need to feel in order to face the truth about ourselves. And we need to feel that principle that you were discussing earlier, too, of being willing to say, I am that, to have your teacher or your therapist or your parents to say, I am that, you know, yes. I've done too. Yes, and you know what what I'm thinking about as you're talking Helen is how much we can change things by the way we respond to other people becoming conscious. You know, when when somebody admits that they've made a mistake, do we say, "Yeah, well, you know, I told you you were a jerk" or whatever it is, which reinforces that shame so that what we want to come back to us is a feeling of being supported around our problems. Well, we need to be able to do that with others. So that's one thing that we can do is, is and I know that as a therapist, you know, you're doing that, but as, as others as well, that we, we start giving our, each other positive support just for thinking. It's like, oh my God, that's fantastic. You realize now that you've been doing such and such. So if our first reaction is, to be supportive of the person being conscious, then the focus immediately goes to the positive. 
And then you can say, okay, now let's take a look at where this came from or that kind of thing. And so, but you don't only have to be a therapist to do this. We can all do this with each other. So that's one thing. And the other thing that comes to mind, because of course, this is a very big topic. Um, the other thing that comes to mind is that the teachers and the authority figures have to believe that there are ways to help. You know, I think one of the reasons that the authority figures get punitive and get, uh, short or get mushy and don't hold the people accountable is the same thing. They don't know what to do. <laughs> you know, it's like the last straw, the last resort is smack them, you know? Yep. And I understand that. It's like, I feel hopeless and helpless sometimes. So, some, so we have to support everybody. We have to support people as they come into consciousness and we have to support the trainers and we have to support the teachers and we have to support the authority figures to keep developing our tools and our own self-awareness about what's working. So I loved, I always love to hear from you, Helen. Thank you so much for calling. We have a very quick return of Elizabeth who wants to share something before we go, which is going to be very soon. Elizabeth, what did you want to add? Hi, I wanted to add, I heard something on KPBS about a prisoner program that was an open cell. And it was a program where there was prisoners, convicts, you know, murderers, Instead of them being in a cell, they were actually out in the community dressed as normal people doing community things. Like they even had chisels and knives working on walls and such, and there was no problem. And it was such a much easier integration back into society when they were done serving their time. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Boy, I'd like to hear more about that. That sounds Absolutely fantastic because, you know, it's so glad you brought that up, Elizabeth, because the last thing I was going to say is when we have changed the prison system, we know that we all have changed the world. <laughs> Thank you so much for the call. So, James, James, I'm going to call upon you to talk about what we're doing next week. Very good. Our next edition of Inside Out will be What is the Inner Revolution and What is Your Part? Outer revolution focuses on confronting someone or something outside ourselves. Inner revolution focuses on confronting ourselves, healing ourselves, and then helping co-create a world that is more humane, sustainable, and mutually supportive. Our world needs nothing less than an inner revolution. We need to question everything, our personal assumptions, social and political institutions, ways of relating to one another and the earth, spiritual beliefs, healing modalities, the way we think, and more. And we have to be willing to change it all. Once a social radical herself, host Beth Green is now an inner revolutionary, and she is calling us to join her. Are you part of the inner revolution? Do you want to see the world change from the inside out? There's no time for self-doubt and despair. If you want to see change in our world, tune in, call in, and declare your participation in the inner revolution. Let's support one another to change ourselves so that together we can change our world. Yeah. And the word from Beth. Yeah. So what's yeah. your final word, Beth? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have time for a final word and I don't know what to do with it. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait till next week. Guys, listeners, you're out there. Let's get together. I want to feel you. I want you to write to me. I want you to be thinking about who we should be talking to on Inside Out. Who are the inner revolutionaries? People who are willing to confront themselves, not just confront others. People who are willing 
to confront all authority, even the authority of the worldview that keeps us enslaved. People are willing to stand alone, but would rather stand together. Let's see what we can do. I'm getting old. I'd like to see something change before I die. So (laughs) I'm not dying before next week. I'll see you next week. Pass on this show. Pass it on. Pass it on. (laughs) Thank you for making us a part of your week. Listen for the next edition of Inside Out with Beth Green and James Maynard next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have a great week.